Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This evening I'm joined by Dr. Richard Nahas from the Seekers Centre in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for joining me, Richard. Thanks for having me. As I was saying, I think we spoke about five years ago. Could you tell us what's been happening since we last spoke in the world of LDN? Well, when we last spoke, my practice was a general practice, uh, and I was treating cancer and autoimmune disease and chronic inflammatory disorders and allergies, all of the the myriad uh, disturbances of the immune system that LDN has been used for. Uh, but over the past um, three or four years, we've uh, restricted our practice to uh, brain-focused disorders. So we treat chronic pain and we treat uh, post-concussion syndrome and post-traumatic stress that are sometimes associated uh, with uh, pain after injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the use of LDN that we have found most uh, important to focus on with our patients uh, is not necessarily limited to one specific symptom, uh, but rather to uh, address the inflammation in the brain that can be causing uh, a wide range of symptoms. So in some of our patients, there are improvements in mood. Uh, In others, there are improvements in sleep or energy. Some experience uh, decreases in pain. Uh, Sometimes memory and concentration improve. Uh, And of course, there are the associated improvements that are sometimes seen with digestion and skin, etc., that are related to the immune system. Uh, but this is uh, in keeping with recent evidence, uh, in vitro evidence, that uh, naltrexone can turn down uh, the thermostat, if you will, that sets the, uh, the the temperature for inflammation in the brain. Uh, and so the cells called microglia, which are responsible for uh, maintaining the health of the brain, uh, can be overactive under uh, situations of chronic stress. And that overactive uh, microglial environment triggers chronic inflammation in the brain, which is basically what ages the brain. It's one of the most important uh, mechanisms of aging of the brain. Uh, So while one of our our goals is symptom management in these patients, uh, we know that if you're not sleeping, if you're in pain, if you're depressed, if you're struggling with brain fog or any other brain-related symptoms, chances are that there's some degree of inflammation in your brain. And that means that your brain is aging faster than the rest of us. 
Uh, and there have been some long-term studies looking at uh, incidents of dementia with uh, people uh, uh, who have these disorders, but it's often difficult to tease out what is, is causing it. They have many reasons to, to be at increased risk for aging of the brain. Uh, but whatever the reason, my uh, rationale for prescribing it is that uh, this is going to protect your brain in the long term. Uh, so usually we're uh, actually finding that uh, an initial uh, starting dose of three milligrams is uh, less prone to causing uh, difficult insomnia. So we start with that dose. Uh, and we typically will manage the sort of mild short-term sleep disturbance or the increase in pain that people might feel for the first few days uh, with melatonin or passion flower or valerian, some other gentle, natural uh, sleep aid. And we tell them that if they're feeling worse, it is actually a sign that the LDN is working. Mm. Uh, and that often makes it easier for them to tolerate that initial period. And then usually after two weeks, we can uh, increase the dose to the, the standard 4.5 milligram dose. Uh, and we typically say that uh, within one prescription, uh, and our prescription is about 60 days, within one prescription, we'll know whether or not this is going to be helpful. Uh, and uh, because of some other in vitro evidence that suggests that there's a, a kind of a new uh, activation of the uh, opioid, uh, uh, the endogenous opioid system, if you take a break from LDN, uh, we take a, a pause of about seven days in between prescriptions. Uh, and patients actually are reminded of how bad their pain was before they went on LDN because they do get a little bit worse in that seven-day period. And if it's too uncomfortable, we tell them they can forego the seven-day period. Uh, but we, we rationalize this to them as uh, a way to kickstart the endorphin system one more time. Uh, and we recommend that they stay on it for uh, at least a year. And in many cases, they're happy to stay on it long term. Uh, because as long as they've got ongoing symptoms that are triggering brain inflammation, it's helpful to have something to counteract that. You mentioned dementia there. Have you had any experience long term with using LDN for like dementia? I have not. Um, we have been focused on this population who are at risk for dementia. Okay. And we see them shortly after their injury. Uh, and when I say shortly, I mean in some cases a week after their injury, in other cases two years after their injury. But um, we don't have our own results from people who have been on LDN for five years post-injury uh, to, to compare them with people who have not. 
the problem with collecting this data, as you probably know, is in a multidisciplinary approach that we take in the integrative medicine setting, we're, uh, we're mixing and matching a number of different medicines uh, in every patient. And sometimes LDN is part of the mix, and it, when it can't be part of the mix, then we rely on other resources. So um, it's hard to say that uh, LDN is better than our other tools, uh, but definitely for those who get benefit from it, uh, it's an important one. Food for thought. Well, I think it's very... Uh, it's very contrary to the um, modern medical paradigm, which is based on a diagnosis in terms of what we're treating. It's contrary to find a medicine that treats so many different things. And that raises skepticism among some. This is promoted as a panacea. It can't possibly work for so many things, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, and but what we're seeing now in the the integrative physiology paradigm, which is is actually being adopted uh, across the the world, we're understanding that the gut and the immune system and the brain and the hormone system uh, are all working together, and that they can affect multiple organs in multiple ways. So rather than saying that this medicine treats this disease, we recognize that this medicine treats a process which can be part of hundreds of diseases. So rather than uh, prescribing LDN for a specific condition, my approach is if, there, if a person is, is suffering from chronic illness for any reason, that person should undergo a therapeutic trial of LDN. Yes. Because we don't know whether it's affecting the endorphin system or not until we try it. And side effects, what were you um, saying before we started the recorder about side effects? Well, there are patients who experience really unusual symptoms when they start LDN. Uh, of course, if you're using an opioid or if you've very recently discontinued an opioid, then that's another story. Uh, but very often we've seen patients who have strange, unexpected, unusual side effects. Uh, and we assume in those cases that there's some sensitivity or low-grade allergy to uh, the naltrexone or to some aspect of the uh, endogenous opioid system, the endorphin system. And so I will uh, either do something in the office uh, myself or, or, or I will refer patients to a vibrational medicine practitioner who uses uh, NAEP or some similar uh, technique for turning off sensitivities. This, uh, these approaches are sometimes called holistic desensitization techniques. Uh, and when we can find and treat a sensitivity to endorphins or to naltrexone, uh, all of the side effects disappear and people can continue using the medication and in many cases benefit from it. That's interesting. That's the first time I've heard that. I'll uh, have to look into that further. 
Well, it's uh, it's something that has been very much a departure for me in my integrative medicine practice, because when I started 10 years ago, I was very much focused on functional biochemistry, and I limited the scope of my practice to things that made sense within the, the, the medical paradigm, you know, vitamins, plants, supplements, manual therapies, things that I could wrap my head around. Uh, but it wasn't until I uh, started seeing very significant uh, responses to some of these uh, techniques that you might consider falling under the, the umbrella of energy medicine uh, that I began investigating its um, rationale and have uh, started to understand how all of these dis disparate therapies, including homeopathy and uh, myofascial release and acupuncture meridians uh, and energy therapy and Reiki, how all of these things can actually be explained in terms of modern physiology uh, and how in many cases when the immune system goes awry, it's because of a disturbance in the, in the nervous system. And these disturbances in the nervous system can sometimes be treated using the tools of vibrational medicine uh, in addition to tools like LDN that target the nervous system. And is there anybody in Ottawa that would like to come and see you? How do they get hold of you? Uh, well, we're actually uh, now more focused on uh, delivering brief intensive treatment. Uh, and so some of our patients do come from Ottawa, but um, more are coming from further afield. Uh, our website is uh, www.seekerscenter.com. Well, maybe I will interview you again in another five years' time. Well, uh, my door is open uh, as long as we're talking about healing. Uh, we're on the same page. Well, thank you very much for your time today. All the best. Today I'm joined by Dr. Yusuf Selby, who's the founder and medical director of the Carolina Holistic Medical Center. He has three practices which cover North and South Carolina. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm glad to be here. Could you tell us when you first was introduced to LDN? Well, that would have to be approximately two years ago when I actually uh, had read some articles about it in some of the alternative uh, journals as, and also had a, a number of patients who had come into the practice seeking a more holistic approach to uh, their medical care who had been on it, uh, in particular a female patient who um, uh, brought in a, a good bit of material that she had gleaned off the Internet uh, for, for me to re review. And so that was sort of my first introduction to LDN, was not really attending a conference, so to speak, but through patients who've had exposure to it in the past. And then my interest was perked uh, by reviewing that material and then further uh, doing my own research into it. How many patients would you say that you've prescribed LDN for in the last two years? In the last couple of years, I'd say probably about... Uh, really, in the last, uh, since February, 
my prescriptions for LDM have increased exponentially. So I say in my current practice, and this is a small um, sort of practice uh, with about 400 active patients, I'd say I have about uh, anywhere between 50 and 60 active patients currently on LDN for a variety of things. You say a variety of things. What would you say is the most common condition that you're prescribing for? Well, since I have um, a very special interest in, in two areas of medicine uh, on opposite ends of the spectrum, if you will, one is uh, chronic Lyme disease. So um, many of my patients with chronic Lyme are coming in with uh, great um, uh, issues with their immune function. So I'm using LDN as an immune enhancer uh, while we combat the chronic Lyme and co-infections that they may have. Uh, the other population of patients, because uh, my center has a very specific interest in hormone, uh, especially uh, hypothyroidism, we're a regional hypothyroidism expert clinic, and we get a lot of folks that come in from all you know neighboring states to get diagnosed and treated. And of course, Hashimoto's being one of the more common causes in the United States for hypothyroidism, we are using LDN in some of the Hashimoto patients who have high anti-TPO titers. Um, and what have the results been so far? Well, since February, um, again, introduction of LDN into my Lyme protocols has been just really in the last couple of months. I've added that into what I routinely prescribe to about 90% of my patients, uh, especially when they come in with low CD57 uh, counts and uh, what I gather from testing as a suppressed immune system. Um, and it's very much important to bolster their immune system before we kind of hit them hard with um, anti-microbial um, therapy. Um, with the Hashimoto patients, I probably say my prescribing for that has been um, in the last three to four months. And um, in some cases, it may be too early to tell. I've seen some reduction in anti-TPO and anti-thyroglobulin antibody titers. I've actually seen a couple of cases where they've increased on LDN, and that's probably the starting dose. Uh, I've recently started... Um, prescribing a much lower starting dose instead of one milligram uh, per evening. It's usually a half a milligram. And then we titrate up on a monthly basis. Uh, some some folks do better at a lower dose, I've realized, than at uh, the higher four and a half milligram dose. So everyone's pretty individualized, and I'm trying to get a, a grasp as to what may be causing this. I am attributing a lot of the elevations of the TPO titers to other things in the environment that they're being exposed to, maybe gluten and a few other things. We try to get them to avoid some gluten, especially if they have autoimmune disease, and some people are reluctant or unable to. So I'm attributing some of the rise in the titers while on LDN to that, or the fact that they just hadn't been on it long enough. And has anybody reported to you any adverse effects? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, some most common, it's nausea. Um, sometimes it's sleep disturbance. And uh, sometimes uh, I've had a couple of patients, and I don't know if this is just coincidental, but I've had a couple of patients complain of some hair loss. Um, and I don't know if it's, if it's attributable to the LDN or one of the other um, 
uh, agents or supplements that we're putting on, uh, the patients on concomitantly. So I need to further sort of investigate that. But very essentially very few um, folks with major complaints um, with LDN. Most of the ones, I, I must say, most of the ones that I do have complaints are the Hashimoto patients with high titer counts. And having started them off, you know, at the onset of my prescribing, usually at one to two milligrams, uh, I've actually now realized that probably they do much better starting off at a half a milligram. Definitely. And a lot of the thyroid patients, if they're on any thyroid medications, quite quickly have to start reducing their medications, it would seem. But the hair loss thing—the yeah. yeah. hair loss mm-hmm. thing—you were saying. Um, most people report that their hair actually grows quicker on LDN, and their nails and things like that. And it's also use of patients with alopecia; their hair actually comes back. So I'd be surprised if it was the LDN in in right. that regard. Yeah, yeah, the autoimmune disorders. Um, and then I have one case of alopecia uh, totalis or uh, this this fellow came in he was he's actually a twin twin brothers uh, one had uh, they both have alopecia uh, a kind of a universal alopecia one brother is completely bald uh, no hair at all this other uh, brother started his uh, signs and symptoms of this autoimmune disorder about three or four years after his twin brother and we were able to arrest it by using LDN. We got him off gluten, which was an offender, and we started him on LDN. Now, his rheumatologists wanted to start him on high-dose steroid therapy and some biologics, and they, he and his mother decided that they didn't want to do that route. They wanted to go a more natural route, so we uh, addressed uh, a very low vitamin D level, which helped, um, an omega-3 index that was low, which we helped with uh, high-grade pharmaceutical-grade fish oils, um, and also LDN therapy. Now, I've, I ramped him up pretty quickly to a, to a 4.5 milligram per night dose. He's tolerated it very well, and it has really arrested the um, hair loss. just completely came to a grinding halt. Uh, he still has patchy bald spots, and it's probably a little too early to tell if that's going to you know come back. I haven't seen him in follow-up in about... Uh, one and a half to two months. So when he follows up in his three-month appointment, I'll be uh, assessing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that would be interesting. You'll have to let me know. What would you say to people who are in Carolina, whether it's north or south, if they wanted to make an appointment to come and see you? Well, they could contact my office. Um, it's we are we have a website, uh, CarolinaHolisticMedicine.com, is one way to uh, view our portal and make an appointment. And we do have a toll-free number. It's eight hundred nine six five eight four eight two. They can contact us directly. We'll be happy to take care of anyone uh, in both North and South Carolina. We have offices near the Raleigh-Durham area. We have an office near Myrtle Beach and then one in Charleston, South Carolina. And we are also working with a compounding pharmacy with a a kind of packages to keep the cost of both the visit, any laboratory testing, and the prescriptions under under control. There's a lot of... um, Prescription plans are not covering the cost of LDN, mm-hmm. so um, it can be kind of uh, 
pricey for folks who require, you know, monthly refills and such. So we're working on making that a cost-effective uh, process for uh, any interested patients. And I will be also lecturing um, uh, September 1st, which is actually coming up in a few days down in Charleston, in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I will be giving a, a talk on LDN specifically. Uh, that will be the entire focus. Um, will be a PowerPoint presentation with uh, handouts for, for anyone who attends. Well, maybe you can give us some information and we can put it on our website. Sure, sure. I'll uh, send a flyer and I'll send uh, a PDF. I don't mind sharing a PDF uh, version of the slides. Fantastic. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.